0: Welcome to the CJOB Sports Show, which broadcasting live from Canada Life Center on this Friday night. On this episode, we'll hear from Faith Hezekiah as the Winnipeg Westman Women's Basketball Team. It's two wins away from a national championship, and you want to be an Olympian? Find out how you could make that dream come true on the podcast. The Winnipeg Westman Women's Basketball Team into the national semifinals in Kingston, Ontario. Thanks to a dominant 81-67 win over Laval yesterday. Next up, the Queen's University host team in the afternoon. After Queen's upset Canada West champion Saskatchewan last night, here to preview the action is Faith Hezekiah, fifth-year forward for the Westmen, who had 15 points and six rebounds in yesterday's win. And, Faith, let's start with this. You play yesterday. Today's an off day. Tomorrow you've got the semi, and then either bronze or gold medal game on Sunday. How have you spent this off day?
1: Um, It's... It's nice. It's a welcome rest. Um, it's, you have to balance the kind of the jitters and also like just preparing for tomorrow. Um, so we, we do, we've had our practice, we've done some shooting. I just finished, um, doing some stretching, mobility and biking in the gym. So you prep your body for tomorrow. We go over game plan. Um, but yeah, it's definitely a welcome rest and just focusing our minds for tomorrow.
0: How do you sleep before a big game? Do you sleep well or do you just have a nervous sleep?
1: Man, I think it can be both. I think once we've um, done our preparation, like I know all my game plan, I've memorized everything. I think I can have a nervous sleep because I know I'm ready. But I think sometimes if you lack that, then it can be nervous. Like, But I think knowing that you're ready makes it, makes it um, a better sleep.
0: So let's start with yesterday's game. You come out and just pummel Laval right away. 19-4, 30-7. You're up by 30 in the third Mm -hmm. quarter. At that point, are you just looking at the clock constantly? Like, can we just get this over with? We're going to win. Can we just have it be over now?
1: Absolutely not. That is a massive mistake and a lot of mistakes that teams make. And that can allow the other team to get back into the game. If you're just waiting for the clock to run out, that gives them a gap to come back. We always want to get better. We always want to work on ourselves. We don't look at the score or the other team. We always want to keep pushing in transition, attacking, um, working on our defense so that we can get better. And I think that's a very dangerous mentality to have. So we were definitely not thinking that. Um, we were We were thinking about how can we continue to push? How can we get better? But it is tricky in those situations, especially with younger players. That kind of thinking can come in, but we have to stay on track.
0: Laval got it within eleven uh, before mm-hmm. you guys finished it off. Were there any nervous moments, or you, you had a double-digit lead the whole way, so I'm, I'm sure you felt pretty confident in that one.
1: Yeah, yeah. there weren't really nervous moments. We're confident in ourselves because we prepared to be where we are. Um, but yeah, we did have a lull where we let them score a lot in transition. We um, we let our defense. You know, our defense kind of led up on them and they were able to come back. So we've just got to fix that um for the future. But yeah, that's all that's all that happened there.
0: So tomorrow in the semifinals you faced the home team, Queens University. They upset Saskatchewan 62-55. Be honest, were you rooting for Saskatchewan to lose? Or again, do you just don't care who you play? You're gonna go out and play whoever it is.
1: We are gonna go out and play whoever it is, whether it's Saskatchewan, whether it's Queens, we're prepared for anyone we're facing, and we're ready to take them down.
0: Playing in that Canada West final in front of a boisterous Saskatchewan crowd, do you think that helps prepare you for tomorrow where everybody's going to be rooting against you?
1: Yep. The, we were in the gym yesterday when Queens was playing Sask, and their gym is, it, it was loud, but it's not it's not the loudest we've played in. I think we're completely ready to play in that kind of environment.
0: And how, what's your scouting report on them, having watched them beat Saskatchewan yesterday? What kind of style of game do they play?
1: They've got a lot of knockdown shooters. They set a lot of screens. They pop to the three. They've got a big post down low. Um, they are a team that we cannot take lightly, but we are ready for them. We definitely believe that we're um, a team that can handle them, but we, will, we cannot take them lightly. Um, they have shooters that if you underestimate, they will knock um, the threes down on your head. And a post that really can take it to the hole. She's very strong. Um, so we have to watch that, watch all the court at once.
0: How do you feel your team, though, matches up with Queens in terms of the personnel you have?
1: Incredibly well. Like, I'm not worried about anything. We're, of course, we're not taking them lightly, but I think that we have a strong post presence in Keelan and Jillian. We have outside shooters, Robin, Anna, Kiana, myself. Um, we have tough defense, so I think that we match up extremely well with them.
0: When you found out that Kiana and then Keelan were, were transferring to the Westmen and you could have this one run at it here in your final season, how excited were you to get to chase a national championship and now here you are two games away, two potential wins away from reaching mm-hmm. that peak?
1: I knew it was possible right from the start when I heard those two girls were coming over and I saw that what they added to the team. And I saw the the team that we had, like we are such a, a talented group of girls um, that work hard. Um, so from the start, I knew that we all knew that we had a chance to make a run at Nationals and to be here in this position. It's just amazing. We've just got to stay focused and we're two wins away. It's really, it's just a dream come true, honestly. And we just want to finish strong.
0: So are you going to, so w- w- take me through tomorrow. What does it look like for you leading up to the five o'clock uh central time tip off. Are you gonna watch the other game or are you just totally focused on your own game?
1: There won't be we won't be watching any games tomorrow. Well me specifically. I'm definitely gonna be going over the game plan, memorizing everything um once again, going through our matchups, what we're doing on defense. Um we're gonna shoot in the morning, then we're gonna come back. I'm gonna do some studying um and then some prep with my body stretching and mobility, then running through the game plan again, then we'll go straight to the gym and get it on so yeah there won't be any games being watched for me
0: is there like a special uh meal plan you follow on a game day in terms of when you eat your meals
1: yeah i have it for myself i eat it at specific times because my stomach is very sensitive and i feel like i need to digest it the food i need my food to be totally digested before i play if there's anything in my stomach i start getting nauseous before the game so i eat it i eat my last piece of food two hours before the game and then like a, a liquid either a protein shake or some kind of vitamin water like an hour before so i'm ready
0: and then after the game is that when you have a big dinner or no
1: yeah big dinner i can eat anything after the game
0: what's your favorite post-game meal
1: oh i like lasagna that's a good one with garlic bread
0: can you get do you guys go out to eat then after the game if you're on the road
1: yep yeah, we'll usually do a team meal or we'll order in and eat together. Okay. It's good. Mm-hmm.
0: So no matter what, you know you've got two games left in your university career. You're playing for bronze or you're playing for gold on yep. Sunday. How sweet is it for you to finish off your career with a, an experience like this at Nationals?
1: It's a dream come true. It's really amazing because like when COVID hit, that was supposed to be my fifth year. I could have walked away, but I'm so glad that I stuck that year and a half out and now we're here. So to win we will to win nationals, it would just be honestly a dream come true. Everything I've been working towards throughout high school, throughout my university career. So it would be amazing.
0: Have you thought about what's next for you after basketball?
1: Definitely. I've been thinking about that all year. I definitely wanna play pro, see if I can go South America or Europe somewhere. And then I want to do a master's after, but I'm keeping my options open right now.
0: Well, I appreciate you taking time to talk to me tonight. Thank you very much for this, and uh, best of luck this weekend. We're all cheering for you here in Winnipeg.
1: All right. Thank you, Christian.
0: Now, do you think you have what it takes to be an Olympian? Maybe the better question is, have you ever wondered if you or your kid had a better chance of making it in the Olympics in a sport they've never tried? Well, that's one of the objectives of the RBC training ground coming to Winnipeg tomorrow. They're looking for athletes between the ages of 14 and 24 to come to the Duckworth Center between 10.30 a.m. and 1.00 p.m. To show off their fitness in front of talent scouts from nine different Olympic sports, core speed, power, strength, endurance will all be tested, and who knows, maybe you'll be surprised at what your talents could be used for down the road. Here to discuss the event is Eden Wilson, a Brandon native living in Calgary now, who knows a thing or two about switching sports. She competed in equestrian show jumping for two decades before switching to bobsleigh in Eden. I have to know, how does one pivot from riding horses to sliding down a frozen track in a bobsled? (laughs)
2: <laughs> it's actually a pretty fun story i was actually doing my practicum for university at the haley rickenheiser wick Fest here in calgary um and i met 2018 bronze medalist felicia george who did bobsleigh and i was just kind of chatting with her and she recommended that since i'm in the area i should give it a try and i did and the rest is kind of history
0: because when you look across Canada in terms of sliding sports, it's kind of Calgary, and that's it, really, other than uh, the the site in, in BC. Because growing up in Brandon, I'm sure bobsleigh wasn't really on your radar.
2: Yeah, absolutely not.
0: <laughs> Was there Were there any skills from riding horses that helped you in bobsleigh?
2: My strength and conditioning coach right now would tell you absolutely not. <laughs> um, I don't think that anything really transitioned for me other than a little bit of work ethic, honestly.
0: Okay. So how did you get involved in, uh, I guess, equestrian? We'll go back to the start and your athletic career.
2: Yeah, I just grew up loving horses. Um, I was born in Brandon and spent all my summers and all my time down in Plumas, actually. So um, fell in love with horses down there, uh, rodeoed all over Manitoba in the summers, all the way up to Swan River and all the way down to back to Plumas, pretty much um And that's kind of where that started for me. And then when I moved to Calgary, I transitioned into more show jumping, um just because Spruce Meadows is here, and it was uh, a little bit more accessible to do show jumping out here over rodeo, um, which I know is surprising with stampede and everything. But so yeah, that's how I kind of got into the equestrian side of things.
0: So obviously you have an athletic base when you you try out bobsleigh for the first time. But what's the what's the biggest learning curve for you getting into bobsled and w- what is your job in a bobsled
2: yeah so my job in the bobsled is uh I'm a brake woman so I sit in the back and I push really hard at the beginning and then I sit down for the majority of the ride and hope my pilot gets us down safe and then I pull the brakes at the end um the biggest learning curve for me was definitely learning um sprint mechanics it's a lot harder than I think just getting out and running so um that was definitely the biggest challenge for me getting into bobsleigh.
0: For those who aren't familiar with how a bobsled works, when you pull the brakes, is it just like a cord that you pull as hard as you can? Or how does that work?
2: Yeah, so it's kind of a mechanism at the bottom of the sled. It's It looks like two steel handles, essentially, and you pull up and these teeth come out from the bottom. And it really feels like you're just kind of doing your max deadlift because on some tracks, say, like Whistler in B.C., you're going up to 150 something kilometers an hour. And all of a sudden you need to stop. And the only thing you're using to stop is your power and your strength and those little metal claws in the ice.
0: Are you told when to break when you get to the bottom by somebody or do you just know when t- the time is to, to do that? Is it as soon as you hit the finish line?
2: Yeah. Your pilot will tell you, um, for the most part. Cause you're not looking, right? You're
0: ducked in. Yeah.
2: Yeah. We're not looking in the back. We're just, Kind of staring at the floor. Um, your pilot will tell you, and then after a while, you kind of get used to the flow of the track and you learn how to count things like corners and stuff, and you um, can kind of figure it out on your own. But there is somebody to tell you.
0: Is it thrilling going down a bobsled that fast? Because it looks terrifying to me.
2: <laughs> it's crazy. I can't, everybody asks what it feels like, and I honestly don't have an explanation other than you're in a full speed car accident in a garbage can. Off the side of a mountain,
0: <laughs> so you've probably <laughs> so you flipped it in a bobsled. I'm sure then.
2: Yeah, I've been in my fair share of crashes. I would say.
0: Does how what hurts then after a crash?
2: Um, your shoulder gets pretty sore. I would say. Uh, as a brakeman, um, we try and protect our heads as much as possible. So trying to keep that off the ice. Honestly, your body is sore like you just did a workout when it happens.
0: Right, and what are the key things you, you mentioned felt feels like a max deadlift when you pull those brakes, obviously when you're sprinting off the start, that's a lot of legs. Is it kind of just a full body workout then to, to prepare for a run?
2: Yeah. So, um, a lot of our training is very power and, um, explosion based. So it's a lot of things like power cleans and, um, 15 meter sprints and that kind of stuff. So I definitely, uh, focus a lot on, things to make us as fast as possible for a short amount
0: of time. So your story is one of finding a sudden second talent you didn't know you had in sports. And that's kind of what this uh, RBC training ground thing is all about. They've funded and uh, found a number of Canadian medalists that probably didn't even know they were good at something up until they did this training ground thing. So tomorrow people (laughs) can do that here in Winnipeg. How exciting is this to, to maybe learn if you're going to this, that you have a skill that maybe you didn't know you had.
2: I think it's absolutely thrilling. I mean, RBC training ground has produced 13 athletes who competed at the Olympics. Um, and a total of seven medals have come from that. And that's pretty impressive. And like you mentioned, like people like Kelsey Mitchell, who was just in Tokyo, didn't do their sport before RBC training ground. Like that's wild to me.
0: So she became a cyclist and Matt and won. She won a gold medal Yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs>
0: and it was probably not even her dream until she went to this event. Like, Oh my gosh, I could maybe go to the Olympics. And next thing you know, she's got this hardware. That's a life changing event.
2: Yeah, that's awesome. And like the fact that RBC training can provide those kind of opportunities is so great.
0: So what does it look like uh, to, to go to one of the, these events? Are you just put through the kind of like the, a combine ringer to see how much of an athlete you are? What does this look like?
2: Yeah, that's the best way to kind of describe it is a bit like a, a combine. There's a couple different um, events that you do. So honestly, like there's new sports coming into RBC training ground this year, Volleyball Canada and Luge Canada. So there's a wide range of things that you can try for and it all takes different things. There's endurance-based events and there's speed and power-based events. Um, For the strength portion, there's this kind of like windmill type. uh, I don't even know how to describe this tool that they're using. Um, And then for speed, you're doing a sprint. Uh, For power, it's a jump. So there's lots for everybody.
0: Because I know I've seen – bobsleigh seems to be one where I've seen a number of times. Like Jesse Lumsden is one of the more famous examples of of football players transitioning into bobsleigh just because there's that power already built in. Uh, to uh, to a defensive football player or a lot of football players. and so you're looking at other events where hey, you know i've i've been I've been playing this sport a forever. I've got this big athletic base. Who knows? maybe I'll try I'll actually translate to something else at the Olympics.
2: yeah, I think it's a it's a great opportunity for people who maybe didn't think that there was an Olympic event that would work for them to find something that uh, they will
0: excel at and there's nine different sports that are scouting this, right? Correct. There's nothing really to lose to by go, just going to this thing and, and finding something out about yourself, right?
2: Yeah, honestly, like if anything, it's a really cool experience and you'll get to meet some like-minded people and uh, show off some of your talents. And What's better than that?
0: So for you now that uh, the Winter Olympics just happened, are you already thinking of 2026? What's your future look like?
2: Yeah, my eyes are definitely set on um, 2026 and hopefully an Olympics after that as well. So um, just training for another four years to be at our best for that point.
0: Well, Eden, appreciate your time tonight. Thanks very much for this and uh, have fun with everything.
2: Thank you so much. It was nice to talk to you.
0: Well, thank you very much for listening to the CJOB Sports Show podcast. If you like what you heard, guess what? You can hear more every weeknight on CJOB from 6.30 to 9 p.m., of course, that is when the Jets are not playing, because if the Jets are playing, then I don't have a show, but I'll be part of the pre- and post-game coverage. Anyway, thanks again for tuning in. Subscribe if you'd like. We're available on iTunes and other places I'd imagine. So farewell. Until we meet again. So and thanks for all the
1: this So sad that it should come to this. We try to warn you over the day. You may not share our
0: intellect.